0: Full 10 Yarns Podcast.
1: welcome in everyone this is the full 10 yards where every yard counts lots of signal callers getting injured this weekend but hopefully this signal caller sitting right here won't suffer the same fate but we'll see <laughs> we'll see how we go um needing a bit of protection in the pocket so i've called on a couple of teammates and providing that said protection first off lawrence joins me once more lawrence welcome in how you doing buddy
2: um not too bad just just a little side note here that on the um nfl sky sports um Fantasy League. I'm ranking currently 53rd in the country. Nice, Um, nice. and 165th out of ninety-eight thousand entries. So I'm feeling pretty happy at the moment. Doing alright, mate. Yeah,
1: Yeah, not too bad at all. And also, you can hear that voice. If you've listened, if you listen to the college podcast, you know whose voice that is. Uh, Be welcome, a lovely, uh, a lovely lead to come back over and bring us some defense. (laughs) How are we doing, buddy?
3: Yeah, very good, thanks. It's uh, been a few weeks, hasn't it, since I've uh, appeared with you. So, yeah, yeah good to get the band back together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's doing a sterling job over there, mate. Listen, love listening. I don't know anything about college, but certainly you sound like you know what you're talking about. So um, <laughs>
3: That's the plan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if, if, if you can get me on board and I can listen, I don't even know what you're talking about and half, even half the players you're even talking about, um, I'm sure you're not doing too bad at all. But, so uh, yeah, doing a sterling effort over there. Keeping the marching band going weekly, which is uh, what I like to see. Uh, don't forget, you can check his podcast out on uh, most Tuesdays, say, um, yeah, sterling job you're doing over there. But this is an NFL podcast, Lee, so we're going to talk about NFL, if that's all right with you.
3: That's fine, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm well up for it. <laughs>
1: um, is, it is it nice uh, being, being the guest rather than the host?
3: It is actually, yeah. It's it's different energy, isn't it, it to, is to being the the host. Um, but I quite, I quite enjoy it, to be fair. I'm getting into it. I'm getting better at it, which is what it's all about, really, isn't it? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. On today's podcast, we're going to recap some of the week two games, some of the storylines. Like I say, a lot of QBs getting injured there. Uh, and don't forget to check out our full 10 takeaways uh, article that was up yesterday as well. Giving you everything that you need to take away from week two uh, in the NFL. So we're going to be touching on some of those storylines and touching on some of the bigger stories uh, that happened across the weekend. We have the return of Jason Garrett Corner uh, because it's everyone's favourite segment. And we also have um, full 10 questions uh, this week as well because, you know, everyone loves it, a bit of a quiz. So, with that in mind, lads, we'll, uh, we'll get started um, with some of the more of the newsy bits rather than the, the games. Um, Minkiewicz-Patrick um, is obviously on his way to the Steelers as we speak. They've traded a 2020 first-rounder. Uh, the Dolphins accumulate in picks like I accumulate junk in a cupboard, uh, bursting out the seams. Uh, Lee, Lee, the winners and losers from this trade?
3: Um, well, it's pretty difficult to say, actually. I would say that, the Dolphins have come off better because they've gotten yet another first round pick mm. the Steelers are getting a good player but at what cost I mean we've just like you just said they've lost Ben Roethlisberger now for the rest of the season so how well are they going to fare for the rest of the season are they just giving a really high pick away for mm. a slot corner which you know would make them a loser in that, that trade in that scenario so yeah I would say the Dolphins on first look
1: yeah it's an interesting one Lawrence isn't it because Uh, it's a hard one the narrative all off season even the first couple of weeks of the season this is a team that scored 10 points through two games Um, but there's going to be some people in that locker room that aren't happy at tanking there's going to be some people there that are just going to be happy to pick up their game check and then go back to their families but obviously Bing Fitzpatrick and surely some others will be going out the door as well in in due course Uh, but it obviously doesn't sit right with some people which is the way it should be
2: I I mean I think the Minka, he's done the right thing. I mean, this is this is going to be it's going to be a, a horror show. Um, being a Dolphins fan in 2019, to be to be honest, it's this is not something that kind of we're used to. Um, I mean, we we had that historic um, Colts Norton 16 season, and we we cannot look beyond this being uh, another Norton 16 season. We we just really can't. Even with you know the kind of fits fits unfortunately is no longer magic um, <laughs> and and with the likelihood that that kenyan drake will probably also get his his way and and find a way out as well um this is this is this, it's, it's it's horrific i mean conceding it was over 100 points in the first two games yeah. some yeah. is it's a historic proportions yeah. um that this is happening and and yeah i i I just think that there's there's a lot of Dolphins fans in England, and I think you know they're they're not used to this absolutely, you know this 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 tanking. And I think I I wasn't a believer in the at the start of the season. I was thinking, okay, they they are going to make an effort. They did trade in for Josh Rosen. I thought they were going to try and make an effort, but this is this has just gone. This has gone beyond kind of the predictions and, and we're going to see some historically bad statistics this mm. year, I think.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of those in front of me as well. So ten points, <laughs> through, ten points through two games. Um, the point differential is currently standing at minus ninety two, which is currently the, th- the third worst ever uh, after two games. And you have to go back to the seventies with the New Orleans Saints and the way back into the nineteen twenties uh, for the. Here, here's a team for you: yeah, the Rochester Jeff, uh, the Rochester Jeffersons. Uh, only those two teams have had worse points differentials after two games. Um, I mean that that second team sounds like it's an ESPN for kind of fantasy football name. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting times over there in in, in Miami. But yeah, you, Lee, you actually bring up a really good point there about the uh, the value of that first round pick because obviously the, the loss of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I'm you know I'm I've spoke about Mason Rudolph in in the full ten takeaways. I'm actually don't find him too bad. I think he was alright. He looked okay uh, against the Seahawks. So. Um, it's it's a massive game week three against the 49ers that's coming up, but yeah, they're they're pretty much done in my in my in my opinion. But it's all about now where that pick is and whether or not it'd be worth it. Because yeah, where did they where did the Dolphins take Minka Fitzpatrick? Was it eleven?
3: I yeah, off the top of my head yeah, eleven or twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just outside the top ten. So mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking to get a better pick than that back, then you know, if the Steelers are going to sort of tank Well, not tank but yeah. Not not win a lot of games because Ben's there. Yeah. Uh, Ben's not there. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, this good deal for them, isn't
1: it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the point on uh, Kenyon Drake as well is that by. The, the, the clever thing by the Miami Dolphins is if they do let Kenyon Drake go, by the time kind of all these first round picks have been selected and kind of work themselves into into the NFL, Kenyon Drake will probably be on a second contract and they probably don't really want to be paying him anyway. So um, it makes mm. sense really for them to move on from Kenyon Drake. I'm not sure they get a first round pick for him, but someone who will um, will command a first round pick is Jalen Ramsey. See that lead? Did You, you missing the segues?
3: <laughs> lovely segue, yeah. Lovely segue. Yeah,
1: Jalen Ram- <laughs> Ramsey seemingly on his way out of Jacksonville. Kansas City, Philadelphia seem to be in the running. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Lawrence. We'll come to you first, but I'm getting I'm getting a bit annoyed with the this kind of hashtag free me trade me culture. I mean, Taco Charlton of the Cowboys as well uh, is kind of been about outspoken this week about him trading. But if he was any good, um, people would probably care. Um.
2: <laughs> uh, but just, so- just yeah. I mean, just on the. The Taco Charlton thing. I think he's. I can understand his annoyance. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's he's not even been playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, tongue, it's, tongue it's tugging. I think
2: you know when when you when you're not really that old and and you you know you you're still confident. You haven't suffered a kind of massive injury since you've been in the NFL. You, you're kind of going right. This is this is something. This is a position that you know I I want to prove myself. And he's not even getting that opportunity. Yeah. Whereas whereas Ramsey, he's kind of. He's, you know, in his third season, he was a, you know, all pro, probably the, you know, the top player in his, in his, you know, in his position as a rookie, and then had a bit of a slower last season, obviously no playoffs, and then an, a zero and two start for the Jaguars. They lose their big free agent signing quarterback, and, and they've got the, you know, the Pulp Fiction extra that is Gardner Minshew um, at quarterback, and it's... <laughs> Whilst whilst he's you know whilst he's a cult hero and people love his hairy chest, he's not coming up with the W's, and that that's what's um that's what's killing Jalen Ramsey. Mm. But that whole culture of not even getting into the the second half of the season before asking for a trade, I I think absolutely is, is poor form. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lee, what's your, what's your thoughts on, you know, it's, it's kind of like the NBA, isn't it, now? And obviously what they do in, in our football, or this side of the pond or soccer, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, if, you, if you're not happy about something, you throw your toys out of the pram and demand a trade and do nothing until that happens.
3: Yeah, pretty much. And like you say, it's not really been the, the case in the NFL so far, but Antonio Brown, obviously throughout the whole summer, executed his plan, I think, at least in my mind, to escape from the Raiders and get a move to a bigger team that the Steelers wouldn't have traded him to, which is the Patriots, or maybe someone of that ilk. Mm. You know, and now he's shown the way that other t- big players are going to do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, if it's the way forward for quite a lot of people in their minds. is obviously going to be the next one, almost certainly, because obviously we've had this bust up with Doug Marone, and he's kind of sort of the se- so, so, oh, Sorry, so he's sown the seeds, sorry, before that, with obviously his um, arrival at training camp in a, Brink, a Brink's truck, uh, saying he's going to get take, paid. Not take take your homes. dentures out,
1: Lee.
3: Sorry. Take your dentures out. I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> um, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to give him the hometown discount or anything like that. And uh, you know, so he's, I think he's sown the seeds for this one well in advance. And yeah, he'll be the next one. And then you know, we've seen. Um, Jamal Adams is potentially the next one with the Jets. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's going to become the culture, and it's not going to be great for fans who you know buy the jerseys and expect the players to play. Because like you say, you've got to set the culture yourself, and you've got to be able to drag your team through thick and thin, like a lot of teams and uh, team players have done when they've stayed for the whole career with, with bad teams. You know, we look at Larry Fitzgerald who's never won a Super Bowl, and then you know other players who've kind of stayed with the bad teams, and just for the loyalty of it, and for the community of it.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely, um, and so it's interesting how they all seem to be on defense as well. I'm not quite sure what the, why that the, the correlation is there, but um, who knows? Okay, let's before, <coughs> let's get into all the week two action then. So week two already, eh? Hey, eh? what a time to be alive! <laughs> <coughs> I'm just gonna cough that. Um, anyway. Yeah, so starting off Thursday night football, obviously Buccaneers um, at Panthers. Bit of a surprise this one, but uh, obviously seemingly coming out of it, Cam Newton seems to be a dick, bit a bit dinged up and uh, not quite sure. We haven't got full details as, as of time of recording on that one, but Buccaneers, Buccaneers coming away with a win and uh, Panthers a bit in trouble there over in uh, the southeast of America. Moving on to the Sunday slate of games, Baltimore Ravens, Lee, obviously you did a piece recently on Lamar Jackson. You must be uh, absolutely loving what you're seeing.
3: Yeah, I, actually I was quite happy about this. When I, I watched him in week one because obviously the Chargers run late against the Colts and I actually watched the the Ravens take apart the Dolphins in week one and there was a lot of things come true that I kind of predicted, which was kind of satisfying for me. A lot of short stuff, uh, a lot of easy completions for Lamar getting the ball out of his hands and not some, not as much running in week one. I think he did a little bit more of that in week two, but um, yeah, there's a lot of short stuff and then a lot of stuff over the top for um, Marquise Brown who obviously had a great uh, game in week one. And has had a great start to his career and then a lot of red zone stuff for Miles Boykin with that odd kind of odd touchdown that he brought in. So yeah, no really satisfying for me. And um yeah, they're they're kinda of clicking, aren't they? And Lamar's kind of making everyone sort of take notice of him and having a bit of fun with it too. There's not, not bad for a running back comment, which I really enjoyed actually in, after week one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And say Lawrence. Obviously, week one did it through the air. This week, did it did it through the uh, with his legs. Obviously, Cardinals aren't the biggest uh, and the most toughest defense he'll face this season. But I did make a comment last week, didn't I, on the podcast that you know the Ravens will be quite clever in the sense that they'll game plan specifically for each team that, that comes their way. And you know, Lamar seemingly has the the way to beat the teams through the air, but also on his legs as well. And they'll just game, game plan accordingly.
2: Yeah, I mean, going from six yards rushing in week one to 120 yards in week two, this is not by accident. This this was absolutely well-orchestrated offence. And I think the biggest play for me from that game was was not a touchdown or a turnover. It was the 3rd and 11, 41-yard completion from Jackson to, to rookie Hollywood Brown, a big kind of fade to the sideline. And it was just pinpointed it it was the it was an absolutely perfect pass and i think that in in one pass kind of shut the doubters up about lamar jackson being an accurate accurate thrower and he he proved that you know on a in a pressure throw to to sustain a drive third and 11 fourth quarter Mm it was it was it was an absolutely exceptional pass and I, i kind of i was it kind of made my eyes pop, because it was it really, it really kind of I think that was a massive confidence booster for mm-hmm. f- for Lamar Jackson. I think he's now going to just get more confident. and and he's 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 not turning the ball over. Um, and I think for the going going to the Cardinals, I think that the pattern, there already is a pattern there, which is we're we're starting off roughly. Um, we're not, we're not kind of moving the ball. We're not scoring the touchdowns in the first half, and then suddenly we're we're mounting a comeback. But for two weeks in a row, it's it's too little, too late. Mm. Yeah, Lee. What you?
1: I, obviously you, you being a draft guy, you must have looked at a lot of Kyler Murray in the lead up to the the 2019 draft. What have you made of his season so far?
3: He's he's kind of been what we expected. We know that Kyler Murray can pass the ball, but it, it was always going to be a bit of a step up. He's Obviously, got to find his way. He's going to do things in quite an orthodox fashion because, obviously, with his height and there's no way he's five foot ten. By the way, um, he can't see over the offensive line a lot of the time. And obviously, we see taller quarterbacks than him, as it's in maybe Drew Brees or Russell Wilson who are kind of on the tiptoes all the time, and they're six foot, so Kyle Murray can't stay over the offensive line, so he's got to get outside the pocket, and he's, his lines of sight are completely different. Mm. But, you know, when he does make the passes, we can see that he's got a live arm, we know that he can hit the hit the throws, really, to the sideline, he can hit the balls deep, and he's just gaining... Sort of more traction in Cliff's offense, I think, as as time goes on. And I think he will get a little bit better, but he's kind of going to have to do things a little bit of an orthodox way and find his way mm. um, to do things in the NFL. Because obviously, although you know offensive lines in college are big, they're obviously a little bit bigger in the NFL. Mm,
1: absolutely. Any any listeners out there with the Yellow Pages? Maybe send that over to Glendale, Arizona. Um, moving, <laughs> moving on. And uh,
3: just before cool. we we move on, just kind of just go back to Lawrence's point about that deep ball. Yeah. Um, with Lamar,
1: cool. Are you coming coming in here? Getting up in my grill, bossing me about? What is this?
3: I'm not, I'm, I'm used to hosting my own podcast now, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just used to being able to do what I want. I'm yeah, just absolutely. getting too comfortable. What can okay. I say? Go for it. Um, I just want to say there's one thing what Laurent said. Yeah, it was a great it was a great pass, and I just want to talk about like sort of how it happened a little bit. Now, obviously, in the, the video that I did on Lamar earlier in the, the summer, I spoke about him having a really narrow base quite a lot of the time, and it really takes away from his accuracy because he's not putting his legs into the throw. But one thing I did notice with that particular throw when I watched it back is his base was much wider. So he's now getting his legs into it, which means he can put more sort of power through his legs and his his torso as he twists and less in his arm, which means he can concentrate and be more accurate with his arm. He's not having to really sling it and with his wrist and his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that comes from. I'd be really interested to kind of watch that go forward and see if that's like becoming the usual mm. because in week one, it wasn't, I noticed Lamar throwing off quite a narrow base um, in Miami. It got away with it because Miami terrible a little bit. And um, because Marquise Brown's very, very fast. Uh, but I'd like to see if that become more the norm now. And that is a perfect example. And, and, and like you say, in a big moment as well, but mm. yeah, I just wanted to sort of format that for anyone listening and just kind of watch uh, where Lamar's feet are. Cause I think it all comes from the feet. You throw with your feet, not your arm a lot of the time. Mm.
1: Yep. Okay. Like it. Talking about uh, the becoming the norm. The Cowboys putting up thirty points in a stellar display on <laughs> offense. Um, sorry, Lawrence. This is going to be quite painful for you. But yeah, Cowboys. Yeah. Kind of kind of dispatching of the Redskins quite comfortably. Um, it? Again, started at the start though. It was quite a tough one to to, to start off with. Obviously, Redskins uh, going ahead uh, as well. But then again, the Cowboys just kind of clicking again and scoring. I think they scored again on five straight drives. Not obviously five straight touchdowns this time, but. Uh, yeah, Lawrence. Uh, we, from a Redskins perspective, I, I'm not sure how much you obviously you were, were expecting a nothing, win.
2: Nothing. Nothing has changed in the last two, three seasons. We cannot adjust at halftime, and and we just there, there's. I'd love to see us just come out and score in in the third quarter. We just we just cannot adjust, and I'm sorry, but Gruden, I just I don't know when this when the um and he's going to be, you know, put down humanely because it's, it's <laughs> got to happen at some point. It, it really has. I mean, we, we there's enough young coordinators out there. Oh, remember, Sean McVay. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Wasn't he part of the Redskins a few years ago? And then we got rid of him. And did he not take his young team to the Super Bowl? Oh, yes. So, you know, I, it, it starts with our general manager, um and bruce allen i think i'd i'd rather have bruce allen go first than than coach gruden because he's he just doesn't know what he's doing um, and we we're in big trouble uh, but this is no surprise i think any redskins fan who had any kind of ambition for the playoffs is is living in a strange world um i said 3 and 13 at the start of the season and i'm i'm sticking to that so I'm kind of relaxed about the season, mm. um, and I've I've got to give due respect to the Cowboys. And um, who was that receiver that hasn't been playing for a couple of years, couple of seasons that had a had the monster touchdown? Devin Smith. Yeah, I mean Devin Smith. He he looks like a a solid pickup, um, and with Michael Gallup injured now. Um, I think this is this is where Devin Smith is gonna have a big opportunity to step up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be a good uptick as well for Cobb and Cooper for your fantasy owners out there. So Cobb Randall Cobb likely to be on your waiver wives. Devin Smith definitely is. Um so maybe they're just a speculative uh, adds maybe for a couple of weeks but yeah Michael Gallup as you say uh, Lawrence is out, out for a couple, of, a couple of weeks there so a bit of a blow to the Cowboys um, obviously Redskins as well I'm not quite sure we yet spoke about Darius Geis' absence now for, for for a wee while as well so it's going to be a heavy dosage of AP which is quite interesting obviously with the uh, healthy scratch that AP was in week one um, but yeah uh,
2: uh- the only problem with Adrian Peterson is if you if you look back at his 2018 stats he either had a monster game yeah. or or the game flow just went against him very very early he had half of his season was atrocious he he made up for it with some of the some of the big spectacular long touchdowns to pad his stats out but half of his season had had an awful stat line and you look I mean he own yes Yes, he had the um, the touchdown to move past Jim Brown and become the the fifth highest touchdown scorer in NFL history, and you got to respect that because it's it's an achievement. But it's not really an achievement when the rest of your team isn't isn't functioning properly.
1: Mm. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and again. Um, yeah, Cowboys keep on keep on rolling. Without trying to spend too much time on all of these games, we'll just run through a, a couple of these. Only five home teams won this weekend, which I thought was quite interesting. Obviously, normally the narrative is that the uh, home field advantage is quite a big thing in the NFL. But away wins for the Colts, the Seahawks, the Bills, uh, and the 49ers on on the early slate. Obviously, the Patriots as well. But uh, let's just let's just touch on the, the Seahawks. Obviously, Steelers, uh, Seahawks weren't uh, overly impressive in Week One against the Bengals, uh, but getting getting the job done here against the Steelers here. Out Hinesfield but the uh, Big Ben injury Lee doing the giving the assist for the Seahawks.
3: Yeah, definitely, obviously a big game changer. Uh, so, like we mentioned before, maybe moving forward too. Um, they're pretty impotent without him, aren't they? Especially now they've lost Antonio Brown and uh, and Le'Veon Bell as well in the summer. yeah and yeah, the Seahawks obviously took advantage of that. And um, I'm just wanting to dive in here with my DK Metcalf talk, and talk about how uh, <laughs> how he's looking pretty decent after a lot of people were hating on him. So yeah, I'm I'm here for that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Colts. Uh, G- Jacoby Brissett looked quite good. It was quite quite a good game actually. That that Colts Titans one, despite what the 19-17 scoreline um, might might tell you. But Ty Hilton with a nice touchdown there towards the end to to seal the uh, points. I-, I still considering the, the state of that that division. Obviously with the J- Jacksonville Jaguars QB situation, the Titans kind of being the Titans and um, the Texans just squeezing past the Jags this week as well. I still fancy the Colts for for that division, but don't don't rule those guys out. I haven't seen the prices or the odds for those uh, recently, but I might have to have a little look. I know I certainly was interested in them at 11-2 prior to the season. Another team I was interested in, the Buffalo Bills, um, making short work there of the Giants and uh, Devin Singletary, Josh Allen and Co., getting the job done again on the full 10 takeaways mentioned about the bills Now, obviously the the front runners to try and uh, well they're going to be second second place considering the uh, the injuries to to Sam Darnold uh, 49ers bengals don't really need to talk about because they're two awful teams just uh, that 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 scoreline flatters the 49ers in my opinion uh, but there we go let's so, let's just, let's move on just
2: just a little tiny point on there um, yes um, not exactly the, the toughest of opponents, but to start your season as a West Coast team going to the East Coast, taking two victories in the first two weeks, scoring 72 points, I, 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 I am going to give some credit to the 49ers. I think, yes, you know, they're not playing the top teams, but going 2 0 in two away games to start the season, I think we've got to give a little bit of respect to Jimmy G. Um, they've been very. The, the offensive line has done very well. They've only they've only allowed one sack in the two games, which I think is is is, is you know, something that's not being talked about. Um, obviously, the the loss of um, Joe Staley is going to be a big one. So he's broke his leg. He's the 49ers tackle that's been around forever. Um, his him is going to take longer time for him to recover because of his age. Eight probably six to eight weeks out. That's gonna then. This is gonna be the test then for the 49ers if they can continue to to kind of keep that momentum going. Mm. But Jimmy G's looking good.
1: No, I, t- I ve- vehemently disagree. But um, <laughs> um, but there we go. Um, yeah, some, one of his interceptions was absolutely god awful. The Bengals don't know how to tackle on defense, and so I think they had a couple of uh, points on defense on it as well. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, they won two road games. Um, and again, they, they've drawn a decent card. Obviously, visit with the uh, Steelers visiting next week as well. First home game, so probably win that as well. But I'm still quite confident they won't get to eight wins. But we shall see. I've got a couple of bets with my mates still, so um, yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm yeah, one, buy- yeah,
3: one of them's me, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I said mate. I said matesly. No joking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I don't, I don't. No, can't have it. Anyway, we we shall see that. Will, that will. Uh, more more news on that when we have it. Um, let's move on to Chargers Lions Lee. Uh, not a great result, but again, this one was a quite an interesting game. Really, it seemed to be a game in which the, the both teams could drive the ball, but not get into the end zone. Obviously, ju- judging by the ten thirteen scoreline, that's what it was all about. But uh, anything that you want to take for what took away from this game?
3: It was a terrible game to watch from an execution standpoint. Both Detroit and and Chargers just kept making mistakes. There's a load of penalty flags in this one. Just kept making it really bitty. And like you say, the the both teams would get to a certain point in the field. Then you know Stafford would throw an interception, through mm. a couple, yeah, um, and then obviously the Chargers had the drive where they had two touchdowns called back four penalties, and then Austin Eckler fumbled it at the one. Yeah, and that just kind of summed up the game. To be honest with you, it was just one of like I said, just really poor execution from a Chargers point of view. Um, obviously, from my point of view, the Chargers threw away the game. Um, not just talking about the kicks. I mean, the kick, the kicking situation obviously is a little bit weird. We're getting our punter to kick for us at the moment because Michael Baddley's been injured. So you can kind of excuse it a little bit. You know, he was really good in week one. He nailed a couple, um, was perfect in you know, all his point afters and, and his kicks. But this week, not so great in on the road, um, which obviously is unfortunate. And you can't really say that. I mean, take the kicks away. The Chargers still should have won the game with the echo touchdown that should have been. Yeah from one yard out, which he fumbled, which, you know, again, is unfortunate. And then you've got Philip Rivers, who just made a really, really bad decision. He had Mike Williams open for the first down late in the game, and he threw it into double coverage to Keenan Allen. And it, you can kind of understand it a little bit, because Allen had been toasting Darius Slay all game. But you just don't make that decision. you just got make to the, make the easy decision, live another down. And, and you know, we're probably going to at least tie the game up if he doesn't throw that interception. And then, again, it's up to the coin toss, as we talked about last week.
1: Yeah, and I certainly agree. The same thing. You could say the Vikings threw it away, Lawrence, against against the Packers. Despite going twenty-one nil down, they had plenty of chances to to take the lead, including the uh, deep into the fourth quarter when Kirk Cousins threw their interception. It's
2: it's classic Kirk. Yeah, absolute classic Kirk. He 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 just keeps crumbling under pressure. I mean, this is. Um, for the Packers to go two and zero, it's it, again, it's a kind of it's a quiet two and zero, isn't it? Because they, you know, neither neither of their wins have been convincing. Um, five point win here, seven point win the week before, and and Aaron Rodgers is still he's he's right now he is not fantasy relevant. So you've got you've got a hell of a lot of people that drafted him, and he's he's letting them down week after week, but. Packers fans will not be caring if they continue winning the games.
1: No. No, absolutely not. Yeah, two defenses, Vikings and and Bears. Obviously, two. He does have a difficult slate of games this season, Aaron Rodgers. Um, say I'm not an advocate of early QB anyway, but yeah, after yeah, you know, decent first first quarter performance or first 16 minutes, if you like. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, uh, with the was it Kirk Cousins with a fumble to make it give them short field for the 21 nothing. But yeah, I mean that that throw on the inception five minutes to go or, or, or whatever it was five minutes 17 or something like that. Um, you know, off the back foot. Uh, just looped it in the air, double coverage. I mean, just how many more red flags do you want to do before you, you decide out to actually throw it? But uh, yeah, a bit of a shame, really. But like I say, I, I mentioned in, in the in the article um, that yeah, two two wins now for the Packers over divisional rivals uh, stands them very much in very good stead. So uh, even even after week two, they're in a very 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 strong position. Uh, let's move on to what have we got here Jaguars Texans interesting cool this one we won't talk, talk too much about the, uh, the the going for two because we'll save that for a segment a bit later on uh, as I'm sure everyone is kind of quality aware of it by now but uh, yeah Texans squeaking this one here but uh, yeah bit of a weird game I haven't seen too much of this game anyone anyone seen anything much of it and got any comments I
3: haven't got anything to no. say about this one <laughs> I'll I, I tell, tell you what
1: the, Sean Watson took some absolute banging hits
3: I well.
2: think yeah, I was, was going to say I think Deshaun Watson. Um, he, I can't see him lasting all sixteen games. Um,
1: no, not the, if he's going to take those hits like he did against. But with Mar- I think it was Miles Jack on one of them. My God.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had a had a poor, poor game. Five five catches, forty yards. You know that you you, you don't win when you are superstar receiver. He's averaging 80 yards a catch, which is not even a half decent slot output. So you know this is this is not a good sign for the Texans. I mean, they've they, to to kind of scrape this is 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 very lucky. But I think Deshaun Watson needs to needs to up his game mm. in a big way, and and we've got kind of you know. The the running back that kind of was signed very very late before the start of the season, Carlos Hyde, is, it seems to be their 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 go-to back, and it's you know this is a surprise considering that he's probably been on half the rosters in the NFL since <laughs> he's since he's joined. Um, so we've we've got that there, and and yeah, we, we'll. I think we'll talk about the, the, the bigger decision later on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not many bigger decisions in this one. The Patriots 43 to absolutely nothing uh, over in um, the Hard Rock Stadium. Um, yeah, I mentioned it before. don't really need to talk too much about how bad the Dolphins uh, have been. And I, I suppose on the same token, we can't really read too much into this one. But it was interesting, that Lee, that Bill Belichick run, run run the score up a little bit. But I suppose if he hadn't have run the score up, they'd probably be investigated for uh, gross misconduct.
3: Well, yeah, and he probably wants to get one back at Miami for beating them every year at the Hard Rock Stadium as well. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, interesting. But uh, yeah, there we go. Patriots keep on rolling. Antonio Brown, obviously, first game in a Patriots shirt. Uh, obviously got a touchdown as well so um, see how that one plays out that won't all be Rosie for the next 15 weeks that is for sure talking of Rosie, what a second quarter performance uh, Patrick Mahomes put in against the Raiders it's actually quite scary in the sense that he only needs one quarter to kind of put a game to bed Um, it's kind of like the the Lionel Messi Cristiano Ronaldo kind of thing where you Mm. just give him give him the ball for 10 minutes and see and then the rest is kind of history but so just some stats coming out of this one in just the one quarter, had 278 yards, which is the best in about a decade since Drew Brees did it with 292, I believe. I haven't got the exact number in front of me. But um, it did uh, it did snap a 22-game streak of uh, having a TD pass in the first quarter for Patrick Mahomes. So maybe that's why he got a bit angry and did that in the second quarter. Uh, he also had five straight completions of 30-plus yards, which if you think about it, is actually really hard to do because you need to be able to... Have be 30 yards back from the end zone to be able to do do that as well. So, yeah, five straight completions of 30 yards. Um, All four touchdowns were over 20 air yards, and only Jared Goff has done that, and that was in an entire game. So, um, again, just shows you the explosiveness and the weapons they have over there, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. And here's a a good one for you, fun stat. In his first two games, in the first half of each game, Patrick Mahomes, if I take a breath, has had exactly 313 pass yards at the half. How about that?
3: It's insane, That's pretty it's bizarre, abs- but yeah. Pretty, <laughs> like you say, pretty insane. That's
2: a bit spooky. It's um, um it, it, I just think it was. Um, I think it was fantastic to see Demarcus Robinson have a have his have his big breakout game.
1: Interesting to see him uh, on my bench as well. You what? Sorry, it was interesting to see him watch him do that on my bench on fancy as well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, he's been on a few of my benches this week, and I've been cursing. But he, this is a guy that I've I've admired for a long time, and he he was he was hinting at a breakout at the end of last season, and he was kind of one of Mahomes' go-to guys towards the end of the the regular season, even even heading into the playoffs. So to to kind of take take the the mantle where everyone was going, oh, it's Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins after his his monster three touchdown game in week one. You're like, oh, okay. I'm safe to put Sammy Watkins in my in my starting lineup now. Mm. That burnt a lot of people, yeah. um, and it was it was the Demarcus Robinson show. So, I, I had a, a little DraftKings lineup for there was a an exclusive competition for European players, and and the guy who won he won a $1,700 luxury package to the um, to one of the Wembley games. He had DeMarcus Robinson in his starting lineup, and that's what, that's what gave him the the win. Nice. So, somebody had some faith in him before mm. the, the start of the game.
1: Mm. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if you're allowed to still do that competition uh, post Brexit, but we shall see. That's for another podcast. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, Lee, anything you want to add on, on Chiefs, maybe Raiders as well?
3: they're annoyingly good mm. that's all i want to say <laughs> yeah. i think if we're going to say like you know we used to have a madden curse obviously patrick mahomes now madden 20 is it like going to be a madden i don't know whatever the opposite of the curse is <laughs> uh what well, i want him to stop because he's annoyingly good mm. i keep getting friends um texting me telling me how great he is and i'm not looking forward to and i've been saying this for like a year or so on the podcast of night it's it's not something I'm looking forward to facing for the next ten years as a Chargers fan, to be honest with you.
1: No, no, not indeed. Um, the Saints might n- don't look forward to, to facing the Rams for a multitude of reasons, but in the the big story coming out of this one, Drew Brees likely to miss around six games or so, six weeks, so with a thumb injury. Uh, in will step Teddy Bridgewater finally gets his chance uh, after his turmoil over the last pu- cast- last couple of years. Um, obviously interesting obviously he turned down Miami in the offseason obviously that was there uh, that was a good decision uh, it was always going to be wasn't it considering what the Miami Dolphins are currently doing Um yeah, again another controversy in terms of refereeing decisions. Cam Jordan picking up the uh, ball, which from a fumble, which was uh, deemed an incomplete pass, and that could have. You know, I'm not going to say it swung the game, but it was three at that point, and um, yeah, the Saints' defense were were pretty mean. But um, Lawrence, what does what does this mean for the Saints' defense? Obviously, the ceiling's just been lowered now with Teddy B coming in. But uh, can they can they still make the postseason? Can they even still win the Super Bowl?
2: I. Right. Oh. I, I think they're going to struggle with with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, they've 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 got the weapons, but they haven't got that that chemistry that Drew Brees has built up with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. It's it's just not there. They they won't have had the reps. I think this what we're looking at six weeks probably mm. out. Um, I it's it's possible that that Bridgewater can guide into kind of 500 record of three right. and three, but then you start, you know, you look at kind of how the Rams are going to start ramping up what they're doing. Um, at the moment, we're, we're kind of we're we're on we're on course for a, a Rams Cowboys NFC Championship if if kind of if, if that was to happen today, and I and I haven't had anything kind of happen that's made me think otherwise mm. at the moment. Mm. Um, Jared Goff is looking. Efficient. Um, Todd Gurley is—he's still on a on a count, so he's still not getting the 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 volume that he was getting at this point this, a season ago. But um, yeah, the Saints—I think the Saints are going to struggle. I'm a little
3: bit more optimistic, actually. Mm. Yeah, please, yeah. because Obviously, Bridgewater's been in the in the system for a little while, although he's not been playing game time. He's still been in the system. It's not like you bring in some off the street. You look at their next you know, a few games that, that Breeze might, might miss, they're not too difficult. but You know, they've got the Seahawks on the road, which is, yeah, that's fairly difficult. a difficult place to go. It always has been, always will be. Then you've got the Cowboys, which again is going to be difficult, but that's in New Orleans, which obviously will be a bit of an advantage. Then you've got the Bucs, the Jags, the Bears, the Cardinals. They're very winnable games, even with Teddy Bridgewater as, as your QB. Mm. You're going to have him sort of playing a little bit of a game manager, role, I'd imagine, and then putting the ball in the hands of Alvin Kamara and more so probably Latavius Murray and um, trying to pound away I would say and the defence is still pretty decent so I think they're not going to have too many issues I, w- I would say they could go 4-2 over that six game stretch
1: yeah, and again, on the, on the plus side as well, the NFC South is not looking as great as it maybe was uh, prior to the start of the season, obviously with the the, the Panthers having a bit some issues. Uh, Falcons have been hit and miss on that offensive line and uh, obviously squeezed a win, which we'll come to shortly. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not all doom and gloom. Luckily for them, it's only you know six weeks or so. A um, bit be interesting to see, obviously, age and that, maybe it takes him a bit longer to come back because his body takes just takes a bit longer. Who knows? Um, he's obviously getting on in age. So, be interesting to see how that all plays out. But hopefully when he does come back, maybe they're, they're still in division uh, contention as well because then they'll still be uh, fully prepped and ready ready to go for the playoffs. Let's move on to the final nine. one of the 9 o'clock games. Bears at Broncos. This was a crazy finishing game, this one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if any of you guys watched it, but yeah, Bron- Bear, Broncos threw this one away. Yeah. Um, if you go back and watch watch the end of the game, Broncos um, scored a touchdown to obviously take the lead. And then they went to go for, was they, did they go for two? And then there was a, there was yep, a full start penalty. So then they kicked. A, they wanted to kick a point after. Then they were offside. So then they <laughs> went back to the two-yard line to a, yeah, the 2 points. Oh, attack. don't forget
2: they missed. They missed, oh, they missed the extra yeah, point. Yeah. Missed the extra But they, they got a second chance because of the offside. Yeah, they went for two. Uh, then
1: got it. Yeah. And then there's twenty odd, th- or however many seconds there was left. And then Mr. Jabrisky has one good throw in the whole game, down to to Alan Robinson. And then obviously he had the the farce or yeah, the one second, the one second left on the clock was it or wasn't it? I don't really know. But yeah, it's a bit a uh, bit all strange. And then uh, who would have thought it? The Bears kicker uh, clutch in uh, as time expires from fifty plus yards.
2: Yeah, I see. I, I saw um, Eddie Pinheiro interviewed afterwards, and he was—he um, had, had a lot of good things to say about Jesus. Um, <laughs> may, maybe not the rest of his team, but I think he thanked Jesus quite a few times for for helping him to convert that field goal. Because if he would have missed it, I don't think he could have gone back to Chicago. No, I, well, I'm, not,
1: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why. He, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure why he's thanking the Manchester City centre forward. But uh, now I'm joking. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say uh, anything, anything from you in this one. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky's troubles. Um, he's obviously not done, has made a bigger step forward as everyone's kind of hoping for. I, I never saw it come in, to be quite honest, in the first place, but um, not great outputs, first two games of, of the 2019 season.
3: No, not at all. And obviously, if we go back to the end of last season, I was quite a big advocate of this offense. I thought they'd really kick on. I. I just don't see it like you say my, my sort of faith in them is evaporating very very quickly um, not that Denver are a really good team but yeah he's just he's, you know and they, they traded up a lot they traded a lot of assets to go and get Mitchell Trubisky up the second pick a mm. few years ago and it's just not happening for him mm. I'm not sure it ever will because yeah like you say he's just not kicking on and making that next step yeah
1: certainly, he certainly uh, um, makes the offense look he makes offensive football play look hard doesn't he uh,
3: yeah and that's not what the quarterbacks are there for as we know <laughs>
2: And I think I was going to say he had such a a small sample size in college, didn't mm, he? As well, he did. I mean, yeah. what was it? It was under fifteen starts, wasn't it, in total or something? It's a really low number for him to then get drafted so early. Mm.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, yes. he, maybe he still has time to turn it around. Maybe, but we should see. I'm not optimistic myself. Let's move on to Sunday night, then two games left to go. Eagles, Um, good game this one. The the, the end of the game was really good. Uh, If you've got game pass, go back and watch this one. Uh, But the Falcons sneaking it with a long screen pass to Julio Jones for a a long touchdown on that one. So, um, yeah, that was good. Obviously, being a Cowboys fan does us a favour. But, yeah, really good game this one. Carson Wentz looked looked okay as well. But lots of of interceptions in this one as well. Uh, Made it more exciting to watch. Anyone else step for Sunday night football? Watch this one.
3: I didn't step for us, and I thought I've seen the highlights of this one. I need to. I've got a long train journey on Friday as I go up north for a wedding, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Meredith the, the elbow, and um, I'm gonna put on my earphones and settle down <laughs> to watch this one. because yeah. <laughs> like you say, it does look like a really good one. And um, yeah, like you say, a lot of defensive play, a lot of defensive turnovers. Maybe some bad quarterback play as well. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game to watch in full. Mm. when I do. Yeah, and um, it was
2: it was a. It was a very triumphant moment for my my full ten yards fantasy team because without that late <laughs> touchdown from Julio, I'd, I'd be one and one. Mm. So he essentially won me the won me the week's contest, and I was I, I think I won by four points. So it's another another scraping, but I'm undefeated, and that was that was purely because of of Julio's performance. Mm. Mm. But he was my first round pick, so mm. you, you know it, it was no accident.
1: Coming up, coming up, coming up. Trumps there and talking of talking of uh, first round wide receivers. Odell Beckham would have gone quite a lot in quite a lot of first rounds this year. He obviously went off in Monday Night Football. Not have really had a chance to look, watch this one back yet, but seeing the highlights of t- Odell Beckham's one-handed catch, his uh, his long uh, cu- um, catch and run to the end zone. Um, I mean, we didn't really expect anything less after uh, Sam Donald. Obviously, is out for a couple of weeks with mono, which is a really strange name to have for a disease, but. Um, yeah, uh, and obviously Trevor Simeon obviously went down there. I think he's done for the season as well. So they're down to the third string QB. Um, but yeah, Brown's yeah, being gifted a win uh, against the Jets.
2: Yeah, I mean, when, when you lose your star linebacker, um, CJ Mosley, when your, your star tight end hasn't even started this season because he's been suspended, and you're down to Luke Falk, who's come off the practice squad the, that week. Mm. They they really didn't stand a chance. Mm. So the, you know, I, I again, it's uh, it's going to be a long, hard season for Jets fans as well. Yeah. So they'll
1: be they'll be yeah. sitting at home thinking, for Folk's sake. Uh, <laughs> hey, there it
2: is. There. Can't it I is. Help yourself, can there, you? There, there it is. Um, yeah, you're on a pun roll this week,
1: aren't you? Uh, every, I, I I live in pun. <laughs> I live in city. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we didn't really know, find out too much here about the Browns. Expected to win one comfortably, mm. did so, and you know, move on. Obviously, a bigger test. Is are they on Sunday Night Football next year, next week? No, no, they're just on Sky, aren't they? Nine o'clock game uh, against the Rams. So that'd be a bigger test. So be interesting to see uh, Aaron Donald will run riot against that offensive line.
3: Hopefully, if his back if his back holds up, cause obviously he came out of the yeah. the game this Sunday with that back injury, didn't he? But managed to play through. But yeah, he should do because the Browns' offensive line has not looked good. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. No, okay, that pretty much wraps us up then for all the week's two actions, but have you been have you been watching closely folks because we are about to give you 10 questions on that the week's slate of games. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Full ten questions. Hope you've all been listening and watching the, to the NFL over the weekend. Uh, we're going to bring in Dan James for, uh, as our contestant this week. Dan, welcome you in. Hi. Okay. How are we doing? I'm very well, and you? Yeah, we're very good, We're very good over this side. Uh, been watching the, been closely following the NFL this weekend.
0: Absolutely, yeah, It's uh, it's been quite an entertaining one this weekend, uh, especially as a Bills fan, so excitement is building. Oh,
1: Bills fan, love it, yeah, yeah, I'm quite high on the Bills this season, so yeah, good to see them get off to a 2-0 start, um, yeah, fun, fun times ahead, but uh, Dan, before we get to, put your knowledge of week two to the test, let's talk about your podcast, uh, you can get uh, in touch with Dan and the guys over at It's Football Not Soccer Podcast on Twitter at It's Football Not 2, do you want us to maybe have a little plug on that?
0: Sure. Yeah, it's um, basically we're just four guys from Stoke that have been playing fantasy football for a long time, and thought we'd um, influenced others with our our nonsense and <laughs> and expertise um, in adverted, you know, in air commas. Words. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And just uh, get together, have a few beers, and, and talk some fu- some football.
1: Sounds uh, sounds sounds good to me. How can they uh, How can they listen to you to your podcast, Dan?
0: um you can either listen to us on iTunes um Podbean any of the main sort of cool. podcasts uh Spotify you can find us through Me most either. and if we're not on there let us know and we'll try and uh, look into getting mm. us ourselves on any other uh, formats
1: Yeah, no, generally, generally if you're on iTunes and Spotify, you've got most of the uh, most of the market covered, haven't you? I suppose. Um, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. so let's uh, let's get into it then, Dan. So yeah, ten questions, usual format. Ten questions against the clock on the week, uh, previous week's uh, previous week's NFL action. Obviously, this week was week two, so it'll be interesting to see how much you remembered or how much you can recall. So, uh, are you ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. So the score last week was as uh, was four out of ten, so not a, not a high bar to beat this week. Uh, but two minutes fifty nine, but that is the bar nonetheless. So I'll count you in, and we'll start the clock after three, two, and one. Question one: Who scored the first touchdown in the Tampa Bay Carolina game on Thursday night football? Ooh,
0: um, Tampa Bay.
1: Uh, sorry, which player? Which player? Sorry, of course. Um, it was Tampa Bay, so I'll give you that.
0: <laughs> Godwin?
1: Okay, question two. Which player failed to convert the two point attempt at the end of the Jacksonville Houston game?
0: Um, Deshaun Watson.
1: Uh, question three. What was the lowest scoring game of the week?
0: That would have been the Jacksonville Houston game.
1: Okay. okay, question four. Uh, name any quarterback that had a rushing touchdown in week two.
0: Josh Allen. Nice, easy
1: one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, question five. Name any of the four players that scored a touchdown in the Dallas Washington, uh, for Dallas in the Washington game. Okay, question five. Name any of the four players that scored a touchdown for Dallas versus Washington. Cooper.
0: Amari Cooper.
1: Okay, question six. What was the final score in the San Francisco-Cincinnati game?
0: That was 17 to Cincinnati and 41 or 42 to
1: the 49ers. Which one are you going for?
0: 41.
1: Okay, question seven. How many receiving yards did Marcus Robinson get against the Raiders? 127 or 172?
0: 172.
1: Okay. Question eight. Which defensive player caused the injury to Drew Brees' thumb?
0: Oh, uh, That's annoying. Um, uh, Aaron Donald.
1: Okay. Question nine. Which player had the most receiving yards for the New England Patriots against Miami with just 56 yards?
0: Uh uh, Antonio Brown.
1: Okay, cool. And question 10. Within 25 passing uh, passing yards, how many passing yards did Kyler Murray throw for against Baltimore?
0: 328.
1: Okay. Okay. That not bad effort at all. How do you think it did?
0: Mm, middling. Middling. Perhaps.
1: Okay, we shall see.
0: I, I got about six last week.
1: Okay. But oh, too bad.
0: This oh. week, I don't think I did as well.
1: No, I think you did. I don't think you did too bad at all. But we'll go through. We we'll have a look. Uh, question, uh, question one: Tampa Bay versus Carolina. First touchdown scorer uh, was Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, question two: Which player failed to convert the two point attempt? It was Leonard Fournette, uh, not Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah. I, yeah I knew it was a Jacksonville player as well and, and <laughs> myself
1: for that answer <laughs> that, that, that is fine um, question three lowest scoring game of the week I'm actually just going to go back and check just because you have made me question whether or not I've got the right answer no it's uh, yeah I did get the right answer it's uh, you you're only two points off the uh, Chargers the Chargers Detroit Lions was 10-13 and the Jacksonville Houston game was 12-13 so missed out by two points on that one oh yeah it's a close one yeah you had me think you had me wondering yeah. though when I was going through I was like oh I got the right answer here. Um, name any, any quarterback that had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously a Nice, easy one for you there. Um, you could have had Tom Brady, was... Deshaun Watson, and Jared Goff as well. I think there was maybe another one in there, uh, but I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Um, question five, name any of the four players that scored a touchdown for Dallas. Amari Cooper, yes, was correct. You could also had ZQ Elliott, uh, Devin Smith, and Jason Witten as well. So um question six well done on this one final score in the san francisco cincinnati game was 41 to 17 to san francisco so he did well there to stay Oof. with uh 41 uh question seven how many receiving yards for demarcus robertson It was 172 so yeah well done on that one uh defensive player question eight that caused uh drew Brees' thumb injury to his thumb aaron donald of course couldn't be anyone else really and uh, question nine. Yes. Uh, which player had the most receiving yards for the Patriots? I suppose it was only 56 yards, actually. I surprised there wasn't someone else out there that uh, well, kind of had he more. He had
0: four targets in the red zone as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think he caught that many of them. I only know all that because he was in my fancy lineup. when I was uh-huh. if and an hour in all game whether to start him. Mm-hmm. And I made the right decision. Thankfully.
1: Yeah, he did. Absolutely. Yeah, Antonio Brown, of course, was correct there. I think there was another player on 50 odd yards or so. I think uh, Julian Edelman Julian yeah, well. yeah. close. Yeah, Edelman came
0: close. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then question ten, usually the hard one. Within twenty-five yards, passing yards for Kyler Murray. You said three hundred twenty-eight, and it was three hundred forty-nine. So uh, yes, just scraped through on that one by four, a couple of yards. So uh, yeah, for four yards. Yeah, not bad. Not bad effort at all. But yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of ten. Not a bad effort whatsoever. Oh, well, you pleased with that? I'll take that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, surprise, my, my, surprise myself.
1: There you go. You 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 enough football to get A out of ten. So that's good stuff. I so, say uh, probably unlucky yes. there. Unlucky there with the other, two, the other two you got wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mind. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. I'll say all the best with the podcast, buddy. Uh, and say so we'll no doubt pleasure. speak on on the on the Twitter sphere, no doubt uh, in the in the near future. Sure. Thanks. Same,
0: same for you. Same. Thanks. Very much. Cheers, man.
1: 2 minutes 17 there for Dan Sterling for a -A out of 10. That will be a good bar setter, that one. So don't forget, if you want to get in in touch with us, want to come on and test your knowledge of the NFL for the the previous week's games, get in touch with us at Full10Yards on the Twitter. Give us a DM or get in contact with me at at, at Tim underscore Monk F10Y or get on the the contact form on the website and we'll get you on. We'll put your knowledge to the test. But ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Get those hands out and thrusting them back and forward. It's time to clap it's jason garrett corner all you do jason garrett is clap your hands all you do jason garrett is clap your hands jerry plays you like a puppet you really are a muppet it's four and one don't do it just clap your hands here we go, folks. Jason Garrett corner is back. Another couple of uh, decisions, but uh, from a coaching standpoint, and some refereeing ones as well. We, we mentioned a couple earlier, but we'll go through all of those now. But. I suppose the winner for this week, folks, uh, has to be the, the Doug Marrone decision to go for two. Now, I know in recent times, in away games, when you have certain situations like this, you do see head coaches going for it, uh, going for two and trying to sneak out uh, with the win. Obviously, the Chargers did it last season uh, mm-hmm. against the Chiefs and uh, Carolina, uh, Riverboat. Ron went for it once last season and it didn't kind of happen. But you see, it's, it's becoming more and more um, frequent in terms of how many people are going for it. Doug Marrone obviously said, that uh, depending on what time they get to in the game, in the fourth quarter, how long's left on the clock, that they were going to go for two. So it's kind of preempted. Um, but the question is, Lawrence, was it the right decision?
2: Absolutely not. It, and it, it was. It was not the right decision. Not. It wasn't the fact that they that that he gambled for the win. It's the fact that you had the incredibly hot hand of Gardner Minchu, who just um, driven the Jags down the field. Was was looking. Um, was looking absolutely fab and then they went okay uh let's slow it all down and let's put big old leonard fournette there and and he just kind of plodded and 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 got smacked and it 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 was the it was the actual gameplay decision not the not the decision to go for the two i think it's brave and it's it's good to go for the two but they they just they just made the wrong call Mm. Um, they should have kept with Gardner Minshew, given him given him a, a kind of a bit of an option play where he had you know, he could roll out, he had some you know, he's, he's, he's got some legs. I think mm-hmm. he led the I think he led the Jags in rushing week two. Um and, and it was just keep keep the ball in his hands and, and I think he would have he would have scored. But the the coaching decision came in. Give it give it to Big Len.
3: Let's let's get him let's get the two points. Didn't happen. Mm. Yeah, kind of bizarre. I mentioned this on the college podcast last night. God, I mean, she was playing brilliantly and he was making plays with his legs. And like you say, if you've got that dual threat, I mean, if you line land for network like they did, you you know what they're going to do. They're not going to sort of do anything exotic. Other, they're just going to run up the no. gut And, uh, and obviously, fell flat on its face. Whereas with Minshew, you've got someone who can pass, someone who was playing well. And, and
2: someone who's is a bit of an unknown as well. You, exactly, yeah. You, you haven't you have yeah. got a lot of game film on him, so it's it's unpredictable what he's going to do in these situations. There's not there's not a, a ream of game film of him going for two-point conversions. So, mm. you,
3: you
2: know, you've got that surprise element.
1: Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for
3: sure, for sure. And he's got confidence as well, as we've seen, as I said last night. We we have seen one thing, and one thing only from Gardner mentioned and that is that he's got a bit of confidence about him.
1: Mm. You have to with that moustache.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh
1: anyway, um yeah, any any other uh coaching decisions under scrutiny this week fellas?
3: Not for me. I think the big one was Moran, wasn't it? And then the, the obviously the secondary one to that was calling out his star player on the <laughs> sideline. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um some honorable mentions to me for me then just obviously the Denver, the referee decisions, uh the Denver referees about the one second left I'm, yeah. It's not saying it's a bad decision, but it was just an interesting, uh, in how that all played out. And obviously, the 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 main one was Cam Jordan, the Cam Jordan ruled as a fumble. Uh, just let it play out as a fumble, and don't come out with any other crap saying that they've done this, that, and the other. It's, it was a wrong call, but they bugged it up, and uh, New Orleans yet yeah, again on the bad end of a uh, bad of a referee and decision against the Rams. But uh, talking of decisions, I'm going to take decision to end the podcast. Hope you hope you, would, Lee. It's great great to have you back.
3: Yeah, it's nice to be back. Mm. It's nice to get the band back together, like you say. Nice to be joined by Lawrence as well, mm. and uh, get some good takes off mm. from everyone.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Full Ten Yards. You can get in contact with us separately at Tim underscore Monk F Ten Y at Wakefield ninety and at NFL in uh, NFL fan in England for Lawrence. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. So we're currently in a in a, in what I suppose this is going to be day ten of a uh, hundred uh, NFL memories. If if anyone out there wants. To share their NFL memories uh, of the you know, of recent times, or even old times, I suppose. Uh, Lawrence, I know you have quite a number of years to, to call back from some memories from. So, looking forward to, to yeah, some of those.
2: Just just one or two. I, it was just it just made me think with the um, Patrick Mahomes second quarter outburst um, on Sunday evening. I think I think I'm going to write about the greatest second quarter in NFL history.
1: Oh, what a tease! Don't 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 give us any more information. Wait for that tease. Uh, but yeah, no, really special thanks to, to Claire De Bear, uh, Claire Ball over at Giveaway HQ, and Nat Coombs as well. They they they're guys that have um, given us some of their memories in recent days. I so really appreciate those. Anyone out there that does listen and wants to share their memories, please get in touch with us on the DMs, uh, and we'll give you some more information on on what we're looking for. But yeah, go back and and. Read read everyone's everyone's memories of the NFL because it's a, it's a great game. Everyone has different memories and different experiences, good, bad, and, and ugly, and all the rest of it. So uh, really enjoying that series so far. But we're a tenth for the way through, hoping to get to a hundred straight days of articles. Loving that. Uh, don't forget to check out. Talking of articles, uh, tomorrow will be the full ten look ahead, where we look th- ahead to week three. And so, if you missed anything from week two, head over to the full ten takeaways, where you, we give you we fill you in all the information you need to know and take away from week to uh, lee anything college wise that you want to share out and plug
3: um well if, if people haven't listened to the college football podcast that was recorded on tuesday then go back and watch, go back and listen to it don't watch it because it's not available in a visual format <laughs> go back and listen to it um obviously available everywhere that you can get this podcast um you know if you if you know yourself about college football come and give me a listen if you don't if you're just getting into it then Welcome aboard. Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you want something to, for for your eyes to feast on, head over to YouTube for my Keller Moore video. That was um, <laughs> yes, definitely.
3: That's definitely uh, a classic.
1: That's an aberration to eyes, ears, and if, all the other senses that you have. Uh <laughs> uh, but it was certainly fun to do. I'm, I'm trying to think of other songs to do as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that for that, folks. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Rob should be here a bit later in the week with the fantasy stuff. The um, waiver wire ads as well from a deal should be up uh, as well by the time you're listening to this one. I'll be back uh, in between your ears on Saturday with Adam for week three best bets. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out on that. But really appreciate you listening. Appreciate you two boys coming on and talking NFL. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's podcast. So it's in the meantime, it's goodbye from Lawrence. Take care, everybody. And it's goodbye from Lee.
3: See you on the other side, people.
1: And it's goodbye for me, in the great words of Kevin Cadle. It's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full Ten Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.